Today on The Breakdown, it was a windy day. It barely touched 69 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) It was 2011, and there were three players left in the World Poker Tour Hollywood Casino main event. That's right, it was a 10K buy-in. It's back when those things were a little more ubiquitous. And there were three players left, Eric Seidel, William Reynolds, and Michael Scarborough. And William Reynolds, you may remember at one point, one of the voices of the EPT showed up on the big game many times, known for his, I'm going to say, sort of Q-tip-like looking hairdo situation. Uh, Seemingly successful player. Well, he's going to get ensconced in a hand against uh, Michael Scarborough. And I don't know how else to say this, except shit is going to hit the fan. And... I am a little perplexed how this hand actually ended up going down the way it did. I don't really see how it's possible. And yet, this is what happened. (laughs) All I can do is report the news, man. They're still playing for a lot of money. There's over a quarter million dollars for first place. And William Reynolds. Well, we're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I hate getting ensconced. Don't bring up getting ensconced anymore. I mean, you're basically like, you know, trapped when you're ensconced. I know. I don't like getting ensconced. Well, I'm just defining it for others. You're not really trapped, though. You're just sort of into it. If you end up up watching this hand, you will become ensconced in the conversation between William Reynolds and Mike Scarborough that occurs throughout the hand and is genuinely insufferable. (laughs) <laughs> but is going to play a part, like a strategic part. In It should at least play a strategic part that maybe was ignored. I am reminded immediately of, we did a big game hand with Phil Home Youth and an amateur, the school teacher. Yes. Many, many years ago now. Um, one of our more popular videos ever, by the Mount way. Mount Home Youth erupts. Yes. Great, great title. And uh, the school teacher raises all in on the river and Helm Youth thinks forever with two pair in a spot where two pair is never good. And the, and the school teacher gives this whole speech. Just can't let you do it to me again, Phil. Yeah, it's just absurd. And Phil Helm Youth, of all people who plays amateurs all the time, should have had the easiest fold really ever and instead calls, loses all the money, and then yells at the dealer. Yep. Um, there are some, no one's yelling at the dealer here, but there are some parallels to that hand, I will say, in this hand. And uh, I will say for anyone who plays with folks who talk a lot, who are a little chatty, this could be extra useful for you. Uh, If you feel like you struggle sort of interpreting what any of the words mean, we're going to get into some of that on this hand for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's been a while since we did a verbal tells hand. You know, it's a rarity for us now because, you know, People are better now. They don't talk as much. Yeah, they're all Stephen Chidwick. They don't say a day. Like, it took Everybody so is Stephen Chidwick. <laughs> I am. We are Stephen Chidwick. Chidwick like, took so long to hear his accent. Like, it's so easy to forget that he's like, whatever, wherever he's from, Welsh or whatever, you know, as opposed to like, I look at him, I'm like, isn't that dude like from Montana? You know, and then he talks, but he never talks at the table ever. No. So you just wouldn't know until, you know, it's the like Slim an Reaper. The Slim Reaper. But, he silently kills. But he's not here. However, Eric Seidel... Who he's is also you know, a Slim Reaper. In his own way, he's like the, uh, the middle-aged Slim he's Reaper. The he's, proto, like, he's the proto-Chidwick. He's the dad. He's Chidwick's dad. Yeah, they kill basically. together. I mean, really, he could be Chidwick's dad, right? He could. He could. Yeah. They're both sort of balding. They're tall. I assume Chidwick's balding, since he's got a shaved head. Yeah. He's, you know, decided to be balding, <laughs> at least. Um, They're tall folk. Yeah. 
of course, we defined balding before, and that wouldn't be what Chidwick is. If, like, he would be bald, not balding. Balding right. is the act of your hair receding. Yes. We, we've decided. But anyway. Important, this, important distinction <laughs> and needs to be restated on yeah, the podcast. And so I have. So this is a $10,000 buy-in event in Lawrenceburg. And uh, was this, where is that? West Virginia or something? Sounds like a West Virginia type place. I don't place. really know. 97 people Pennsylvania, entered. Pennsylvania, maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that sounds more right. Pennsylvania. 97 people entered. $10,000 buy-in. There were only 12 people who got paid. So, yeesh, it's a small tournament. Well, they, they probably shouldn't have had a 10K buy-in there. Sounds like maybe it couldn't really support the 10K buy-in. Well, you know, and indeed what ended up happening is all these things ended up going to $5,000 and $3,500 buy yeah. pretty much, right? Interesting, uh, last 12, though, Christopher Bell, you may remember him. Oh, yeah. Alan Kessler, Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Al- Ali Eslami. I don't know if I remember him. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Thomas Marchese, the big cheese. Also, I think at the time, best friends with William Reynolds. Perhaps. And also actually very good. Yes. Uh, he finished fourth. And so there was a while when those two guys were, like, think sitting next to each other as huh. really good. It's like when you and I, like, were at that, uh, the final four in that uh, circuit event that time we were sitting next. Oh, you were across the Except way, but we were technically next to each other. With William Reynolds and the big cheese, there's more bracelets and felt items because of William Reynolds exclusively. He wears a lot of that type of stuff. Uh, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, and, of course, Eric Seidel is still at this table as well, who's yeah, at just, the time one of the all-time money leaders. And it's just absurd how Seidel during the whole final table is just hurling insults at everybody, just won't stop drinking yeah. and yelling at the dealer. Classic Seidel. Classic. You know, he's you know, vomiting. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, where are my hookers? <laughs> Standard Eric Seidel behavior. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway. Let's hey, get into this hand. There's a lot to say. There is a lot to say. Um, this hand was suggested by Magnet Carta on a little yes. streak here. Suggested on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Included a YouTube link and a timestamp. That's how you got to suggest hands. Or we ain't going to do them. Magnet Carta clearly perturbed. By your suggesting that he is in line to get knocked off Mount Rushmore as a top four suggester of all time and showing that he's still got the stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Mike Scarborough has to say about that. I mean, we'll, we're, we'll see we're what Mike Scarborough the, has to say about a lot of stuff because yeah, he talks a lot. We are doing the hand, though, so yeah. I guess. William Reynolds also talks a lot. Yeah. But seriously, these guys talking to each other is really annoying. <laughs> it's um, like not great. It's really annoying until it becomes like, wow, like real information is yeah. coming past here and yet still somehow. I don't even know. Anyway, we're three-handed. Yeah. Mike Scarborough must feel pretty outgunned. William Reynolds is famous. He's the EPT commentator. He's been on the big game. Eric Seidel is, of course, Eric Seidel, and you're just Mike Scarborough, who's like a local. That's right. He's he's local. His friends and family are there sitting here in Pennsylvania or whichever Midwest American state we're currently in. Does Pennsylvania count as the Midwest? It depends on who you talk to. If okay. you live in New York, yes. If you live in the Midwest, no. That's then it's East Coast. It's like right there. And also, Pennsylvania is long. Yeah. So if you're if Philly is more East Coast and Pittsburgh is more Midwest, I think. yeah. Actually, I would I definitely would categorize Philadelphia as East Coast, wouldn't yeah. you? Even though you came from Boston, New York. Um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You like, can also I feel do- like obviously like Cincinnati is Midwest, of course, and stuff like that. But Pittsburgh's probably Midwest too, in my opinion. I would guess. Yeah. And yet, same state. Well, it's a long state. It like really you said. Is. I think it's a four-hour drive from Pittsburgh to uh, Philly, I believe. That's not that impressive. Yes, it is. No, I'm unimpressed. Maybe, maybe on the East Coast, that's impressive. It but, is. But we're on the West Coast, and the states are like 75 times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is one state. I mean, we're in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. You, like we're not, to, actually. We're in Washington. Oh, we are. How does that but, feel? But from, from Portland, Oregon to the southern border of Oregon, which is not the longest drive you can take in Oregon, is four hours. 
Yeah. And if you go diagonal across Oregon, it's like seven and a half well, hours. Well, if you go diagonal against Pennsylvania, I'm sure it's more than four hours, too. Well, what state's bigger? Doesn't matter. Yeah, let's let's California's bigger than this both. This is not entertaining. William Reynolds is entertaining. Yeah, let's get to it. Bilbo is what I'm gonna call him. Bilbo Reynolds. Okay, sure. He's gonna open the action. We're three-handed. It's five K, ten K. He's got one point eight five million, so he is crushing it right now. 185 bigs with three remaining. That's awesome. Seidel is sitting there as the short stack, as he always seems to be, just slowly <laughs> waiting in the wings. Yeah. But he's still got 35 blinds or so. He's like the vulture. He's like, I'm just going to feast on the dead carcasses <laughs> yeah. of my opponents, and eventually it'll be me and one other guy, and I usually win heads up because I'm very excited. I, I kind of am starting to see strategically why Seidel was able to, to beat the super high rollers when they were first in their yeah. earliest iterations because at the time, the prevailing wisdom was aggression is king. Yeah. And Seidel would just let the people eat each other alive like, yeah. and just wait and then like make sound fundamental plays, and sometimes it worked out, you know? And he was also really good, and yeah. and it clearly was really good heads up. We've done a number of really yes. impressive Eric Seidel heads up hands. So he'd have to run a little bit good, because I think he would usually be relatively short stacked when he got heads up. Right. But he ran good, he played good, and it all worked out very, very well for him. Yeah, but I think by now, I don't think he can do it anymore the same way. He's, we haven't seen him at the top I of agree. the Super High Roller standings recently. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me, too. Yeah. But, you know, good for him. He figured out the counter strategy to yeah. all this massive, like, it's cool to be aggressive, and that's how you win. And he's right. like, well... Let you guys, I'll let you guys think that, especially in these, these short fields, right. where I don't have to you know, accumulate a kajillion chips, and I don't have to outlast 10,000 so people. I, t- I can take my starting stack to the final table and like right. work my way through it. Yeah, I get like one or two double-ups, you know, and then suddenly I'm, I'm, there's three left, you know, yeah. and, and I'm still here. Yeah. This is a really pretty good strategy overall by Eric Seidel. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a high roller, but it is a 10K. William Reynolds, 185 bigs, opens to 22K on the button. With ace of clubs, eight of spades. Fine. Fine. We'd make it bigger these days, but whatever. It was 2011. Everybody was doing that. Mike Scarborough in the big blind uh, after sight all folds has queen nine of diamonds, 650K. Did so you 60- say he, you'd make it bigger these days? Uh, at these stack depths? Yeah, I think you would. Oh, at these stack depths. Oh, that's fair. I think it would be more like I would always be opening to 2.8 or more with these stack depths, hmm. I think. Okay, that's fair. Because, like, what's the point of 2.2xing it? This isn't a normal tournament scenario How, how much does Seidel have? 35 bigs. So he's, he's shorter. Yeah. I mean, granted, the big blind is a little more, but okay. Either way, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter that much, right? Sorry, go on. Scarborough's got Queen Nine of Diamonds in the big blind, 65 bigs. He makes the call. Super straightforward. So far, so good. Yeah. Except they've already started talking. I don't know what they said at this point, Who but cares? it's annoying. It's just, like, chatter. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. 52K in the pot now. The flop is ace of diamonds, five of diamonds, jack of spades. So Mike has queen nine of diamonds. He's flopped a flush draw. Reynolds has top pair with a weak kicker. Mike checks. Reynolds bets 25K. Mike calls. Any problems with any of these actions? No. I mean, I don't think Reynolds needs to bet so much. I think he bet less than 25K, but it was 2011. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to give him crap for that. Pretty like, standard. It's pretty, it's fine to bet. And by the way, it's fine to bet 25K anyway. It's yeah. not, it doesn't really matter. You bet 18, you bet 25. You just don't need to bet the extra money usually. But this is totally fine. Um, I'm okay with Mike just calling to they're deep enough that I think he doesn't have to like take an aggressive action, especially on this board where it's clearly better for William Reynolds than it is for him. Yeah. Is there an argument for Reynolds to check back? Oh, I think he should do that at least a little bit. Okay. Right. Um, now he probably thinks there's very few aces he's losing to. Like Ace Jack probably isn't here very often. He's rarely call, just calling preflop. Yeah. Sometimes maybe. Ace but like, ten. Maybe. It's Ace ten, Ace nine, and maybe a little bit Ace Jack, and of course Ace five. Yeah. But like all the other aces, you're beating. Right. That's pretty good. Um, 
I could see the argument of wanting to get value for your aces um, sooner rather than later because the board's wet enough that the board could get a little funky. A diamond comes, clearly a diamond is bad for William Reynolds, but it could just kill action. Yeah. Um, Other big Broadway cards could kill action against bad aces, like ace three or something like that. So I can see wanting to get a bet in right now, but a check can't be that bad. We're usually going to get about two streets of value against a worse ace, right? Right, and maybe one to two streets of value against a jack. Right. Um, and depending on how sticky our opponent is and how the board runs out, maybe we can once in a while get eh, three seats of value. Again, with ace-eight, feels like really tough to do. I don't see it. Unless, unless this guy is super sticky. If he's super sticky, we could go for three streets of value, right? I mean, it's hard to think of a run out that I would feel comfortable doing yeah. that on. I, I kind of agree with you. Um, that doesn't involve eights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that's why a check back can't be that too, can't be too bad though is my point. If it's this like, guy's we're bluffy, thinking two streets of value a lot, right? If this guy's bluffy, maybe a check back is a better play because right. we let him take a shot in the turn in river and we just close our eyes and call unless maybe it comes diamond diamond. Yeah, diamond diamond is maybe the one way we don't do it. Yeah, um, but I think you're right. I think besides that, we can probably just go call call, and that's easy to do. Yeah, but betting is obviously fine too. It can't be bad. We're, the thing is, this is the kind of board we're usually betting. So I kind of like betting it. I know we've got like that medium ace thing, but there are worse hands that can call us here. Jacks and bad aces will call us, and he's got all those. Yeah, maybe even a five will call once. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think, I think I prefer a bet, unless, like you're saying, this guy is quite bluffy. He's got a bluffy overall vibe oh, to him, this guy. So much. He's got like the faux hawk and the sunglasses and hoodie. It's a bluffy vibe. He just looks like one of those guys who thinks he's a lot cooler than he is. Whether this is true about him, I have no idea, of course. But that's what he that's looks like. That's how he presents at this final table. Yeah. And so, like... If I saw him at a casino, I would be calling him on the river a lot lighter than I would call a lot of other players. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. He's got that bluffy vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, he check calls with the Queen Nine of Diamonds. Yeah, I like no it on the ace high board. I think it's better than check raising. Yeah, 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 me too. And again, we're deep. Right. Like, you don't want to really get yourself in too much trouble. And we're probably not going to win a monster pot, but that's okay. I mean, like, the ideal thing with a draw is the ability to win a monster pot. That might not be the case with this draw just because it's an ace-high board. But I, I, I think it's okay to not be able to win a monster pot. You know, check calling. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine once we check call that we could ever win a monster pot, right? Yeah, that is, that is a problem. And in fact, you know, we're saying all these things about this board being so much better for William Reynolds. And it is on a top-end point of view. Like, he's got pocket aces, he's got pocket jacks. We just don't, right? Um, we may not have ace-jack. He, of course, has all the Yeah, we probably three but ace-jack. Probably. I don't know for sure. With, with Maybe we're playing carefully. Remember, we're Mike Scarborough. We're a nobody. Yeah. And like Eric Seidel sitting there with 35 blinds. We may be playing ace-jack really carefully. Here. Okay, maybe. But it's but less still, likely that we have ace-jack. Yeah. But that said, like, still, like, Reynolds is probably opening a lot. He's yeah. a big chip leader. So that's, quote, his board. That's a reason to raise. Like, he's going to have a lot of folds, isn't he? I guess that's a reason to raise. It's not, there's no range advantage, though. It's a range disadvantage. Oh, it is. It's just the idea is, like, he might be opening not 100%, but some ridiculously high percentage of, and then C-betting this board nearly 100% of the time. And so when we have any kind of, any reason to stick around that isn't an obvious call, like, you know, we have a jack or a bad ace. Those are clear calls, I think. Um, this would be a... This would be the kind of hand we might just decide to raise where we can exploit, basically. Yeah. Um, but I can't hate a call here. It's, it's two and a half lines to call. Like, it's fine to call. That's what happens. Okay. It could also happen on Nitrogen Sports Poker. It doesn't have to. You could raise. When you say it could happen, what do you mean? You could check call with the second nut flush draw on an ace high board. Mm. What about the third nut flush draw? Could you do it that way? I think they allow that. Okay, I'm just checking. I, am not, I haven't actually done it for at least a couple months. So I'm not entirely sure if they still allow the third nut flush. Okay, I can tell you that they do. It was a trick okay. question. Yes. Okay. 
Actually, they, I think they let you check call with any hand that you want. Huh. Wow. They really opened up the floodgates. Now, they don't guarantee that you win oh. if you check call with you know, bad hands oh. that don't make sense to do it with. Oh. But they do guarantee an overlay in the monthly Poker Guys tournament. Ooh, I like how you did that. I know. I turned it around on you, and you weren't ready for it, and you fell off your seat, didn't you? you I went fell from, right off your seat into the ocean. From being unimpressed to being gobsmacked in 1.2 seconds. And that's how you do it, man. Yeah. That's Nitrogen how you sports. do it. That's how Nitrogen does it, because guess what? That's not even the half of it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was natural, right? Um, they have sports betting. They have casino games. They also have other promotions that are involved with using the link in the description of this podcast. So if you use the link when you sign up, you get access to that tournament that I talked about. Also, there's other stuff they do. Just they randomly throw in cool stuff. Like they did a $300 March Madness bracket for free for people who use the link. If you like betting on things, gambling, playing poker, any of that stuff, you're really doing yourself a disservice not to have signed up for Nitrogen. And you should do it. It doesn't cost you anything. And you get stuff. It's easy. It's easy. It's free. It's fun. Oh my gosh, what a deal. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's pristine. Back to the hand. Ooh, that's a shot. <laughs> Shots fired. Only the true trues will know what yeah, I Yeah, that's I a just tough did. one to get. The true but. trues only get that. All right. So we've got 102,000 in the pot after the flop action. Ace of diamonds, five of diamonds, jack of spades. Reynolds has ace eight, no diamonds. Mike has queen nine of diamonds. The turn is the king of spades. So Mike now has a combo draw. Yeah. With a Broadway draw. And uh, the old uh, diamond draw still there. He's going to check. Quick question. Any argument for leading? Oh, uh, it's pretty weird to lead on this board when the king comes. Yeah. Like, what, is that spo- what are we supposed to have that we feel like we can suddenly show up and bet? King Jack. King Jack, exactly. And even that, would we really lead King Jack? You wouldn't expect. Like, there are lots of hands that are beating us that William Reynolds has. Right? Yeah. Lots and lots and lots. Queen 10. Queen 10. Ace King. Ace no, Jack. I'm saying we could have Queen 10. Oh, we could have Queen 10. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if we're check calling Queen 10 that often or not, but sometimes we are. Yeah. Um, I just don't think we have enough hands we can lead with that we should. I think we should probably not be leading anything here and be checking like almost 100%, if not 100, probably 100% of the time. What do you think? Yeah, I think just based on the range advantage situation that Reynolds has, we probably do have to check. Kind of sucks. You know, if he bets really big, it's not a great situation. I mean, we have too much equity to probably fold, though, right? Which is not ideal. You this, know? The re, the, really, the best reason to lead is to set the price. You know? Yeah. We wouldn't have to... And I'm not saying we bet so small that we get ourselves blown off the hand. We, want, we need to bet like half pot, but that's better than betting like 80% of the pot. You know? Like maybe we can get away with a half pot bet here and make it cheaper. Sometimes we get to win right now. Also, we will garner some folds, of course. Of course. Um, but I don't know. It feels like pretty easy for a guy like William Reynolds to just raise if we do that. Yeah. Doesn't it? And then like, what are we, I guess we have to call depending on how much he raises. We're going to have to call sometimes. And now we're playing a huge pot that we don't want to be playing. Right. So like just for the sake of pot control, I, I mostly want to, oh God, check calling sounds rough. Though. It does. But we probably have to do it with this hand <laughs> anyway. Probably. Like, we can check fold a bunch of our other flush draws, right? We just yeah. can't check fold this flush draw. Because now we have the, we've got all these draws. We've got, we got a draw to the straight as well, which yeah. is too strong. We've got 12 cards that almost always make us the best hand. These so, things are true. And, and we're, it's going to be pretty obvious where we are on the river. Like, I guess we could river a queen and we're like, what to do? But not really. There's an ace and king on the board. If he bets again, we just fold. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to have a very straightforward play on the river either way in terms of like, we're never going to be worried about should I get my chips in? It's like definitely yes or definitely no. That's nice. I like that. Easy decision on the river. It's easy breezy. So 
We could also check and see how much William Reynolds bets and decide if we want to raise based on a sizing. Yeah, it's not a very good story. We, we're saying essentially we have queen 10. Yeah, that's what we're going we, for now. At least we block it. It's queen 10. That's a reason to do it. Yeah. William Reynolds, though, absolutely can have queen 10 also. Can have sets. Isn't folding. It can have two pair. May not fold any of it. I mean, he's, I assume he's going to fold those one pair of hands. Probably. When he bets the turn, he should have not that many one pair of hands left, though. Yeah, hey, guess what? He has a one pair of hand and he bets the turn. I know. Let's I talk about up. this. He bets 70K. What goes into your decision process when you, you have ace eight and this is the situation you're in when checked to on the turn? Because my immediate hit is like, this feels like a check. Mm. Um, I think part of it is knowing your opponent really well, right? Yeah. So if your opponent is the kind of guy who's going to check call a lot, of, a lot of draws here, and we don't think he's going to check raise a lot of draws on the turn, then we can charge him, sure. which is nice. Um, also, we could be looking for uh, getting value out of worse aces which our eight still plays that's good it's really hard for our opponent to raise us without the nuts really hard right so that's yeah we can by betting here we also don't put ourselves in a weird situation where we give him infinite odds to improve meaning like he doesn't cost him anything to to see the river card obviously if we get called here i can't imagine betting again right right so we just be able to check back really quickly it's effectively a way to get to showdown and still charges draws and still get value out of the bad aces um, now, of course, we'd be getting value out of the bad aces a lot on the river anyway if we checked here, but not always, as like bad cards can come that will scare them uh, off. Right? Yeah, those, so, are, those so, are good points. So I don't hate it. So if we think our opponent is pretty sticky um, and is going to play flush draws like this and is going to not be check-raising almost ever against us, I don't hate a bet here. I wouldn't do it almost ever. This feels like a very straightforward check back with this hand, but we're usually ahead. We really are, and we don't have to put any more chips in after this. So if we're up against King Jack, we were going to pay that off on the, on the river anyway most of the time. So I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. It just would suck if the guy has a lot of check raises in his range. Well, then we just fold. Yeah. And if he's got a lot of check raises, then we're checking back, right? Yeah. Uh, but if we think he doesn't, then it's like he usually has a strong hand, and we just fold our hand. So I think it's so. With all that in mind, if William Reynolds decides to bet here, which he does, hopefully that's because he thinks like this guy has almost no check raises and he's got a lot of calls with hands that are worse than mine, which both make sense anyway. So at first I didn't like this when I saw it, but I am coming around to this being at least fine. I'm, I got to fight back a little bit okay. on he's got a lot of calls with hands that are worse than mine. That doesn't feel true to me. I mean, all the worst aces are probably calling. Yeah, but how many of those are there really in reference to his entire range? It's not a large portion of the range. We have an ace. He didn't three-bet preflop. Yeah. We're, we probably should expect he's going to three-bet his aces some of the time preflop three-handed. I would assume we're folding out a jack with this bet. Yeah. Um, now, if he's got king-10 or king-queen, he's probably calling. Yeah. So we get that. value out of that, which yeah. is cool. But, but that's immediately, like, balanced by we're folding up right. the jacks. Now, we're probably, we might be folding up the jacks even if a king doesn't come. We're folding out fives, too, now. Yes, we are. I mean, we do get to, you know, charge any equity, draw, yeah. any kind of drawing. Even if he has, you know, five, six suited, like, there are cards that can come that can beat us, of course. There's five cards that can come. And this way we get to at least charge those. Now, as William Reynolds, we shouldn't care that much about it. The pot's not big. We're, we're the massive chip leader. We're trying to... When bigger pots or, you know, like that shouldn't be a big concern of ours. Yeah. But, but it's not too bad to just, as the chip leader, often when you bet twice, like you just take down a million pots and it can't be too bad yeah. to do it. Yeah. I don't hate it that much. Yeah. I agree. So I would, you I came would, around a little bit on that. Yeah. One, right? I would yeah. default to checking back, but Me too. I, I don't hate it for the reasons that you yeah. said. I, I, usually I'd want to have a better ace to bet here than ace eight, but, but in this spot specifically, yeah, I, I, I've actually started talking myself into this is fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. Cool. None of, none of the interesting things have happened yet, though. No. All right. So Mike now has Reynolds about 70K, 70 into 102. Yeah. 
So you're Mike. You've got the combo draw. I guess calling is kind of the only reasonable option. I think so. You can't fold. It's too much equity, like you said. Raising feels reckless. I mean, if we're going to raise some hands as a bluff, maybe Queen X of Diamonds is the best hand. But what if we get blown off it? What a disaster. I know that sucks, but at least we block the nuts. We block the nuts. And we can improve against the nuts. Yeah, we, we improve some of the time. We're not getting the immediate pot odds to call. Hitting a diamond may get us no payment. Right. So now we need to hit the 10 to get paid. Maybe. By the way, maybe not. A queen alone is a straight now, yeah. right? We, we're not gonna, oh, we should raise. We're not going to get paid if we get there anyway. The problem is that Reynolds is entirely uncapped and has a lot of hands that can call. He does, but it's okay if he calls because we've, got, we've right. got equity and we don't have to bet the river. I, I think we check raise. If we get called, we check fold a lot of rivers. Yeah, and I guess it's actually okay because Reynolds, as the chip leader, might have a bunch of hands that we're actually beating, but it's fine if we fold those out and don't have to face more aggression on the river. Yeah, exactly. Like Reynolds, as the chip leader, may absolutely just put us to a test here with Eric Seidel being relatively short and this being the farthest we've ever gone in anything. And he probably knows that. We're the local hero. Like, we don't want to make a big hero call with not very much. Yep. Like, so I, 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 I would be concerned that we're just going to, even if we're winning right now, Reynolds is going to keep, all the worst hands are going to keep going on the river when he's got a massive range advantage. And it's just better for us right. to, I like a check raise now that we're here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Now, this is under the assumption that Reynolds is actually being this aggressive player. Right. We don't know for sure. We didn't watch the whole final table or anything. Correct. Um, but if he is, like, he could have hands like deuces, threes, fours also that would be great to just get rid of, you know? Absolutely. Why, why let that happen where it goes check, check on the river and we turn over queen high and lose? You what know? a disappointing spot. We turn on and barely, he gives up and we lose anyway. Yeah. It's like the worst. Yeah. When we have all this equity and like we breathe at the pot, we win. We don't have to check raise big. He made it 70. We could make it you know, 160. Yeah. Like, we're just trying to fold out all the crap. Well, I don't know. We might be able to fold out William Reynolds' actual hand by check-raising. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I think, I think we will. I so think maybe we need to make a little bit more than 160, though. You don't think he's going to call with ace-8 if we check-raise? I don't, I don't know. It's he crazy to do that, if you ask me, unless we're check-raising constantly, and then he shouldn't be betting. He's supposed to be pretty polarized here. He's not, but he's supposed to be. I guess. He's betting again on this board. I mean, he's supposed to have a pretty good hand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, forget about the ace-8. All the other hands are reason enough probably to check-raise. I think so. Yeah, and I like, I like making it like 160. Maybe it's, maybe it's 180, but whatever. And just being like, oh, he called. I didn't improve. Check. You win. You win. Nice yeah. hand. Nice hand. I'm done. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep still like, I still have like 50 blinds or something now, right? 45 blinds, and I'm still like, I'm yeah. still in this tournament. I don't have to blow my whole tournament up. There's, there's obviously... Um, theoretical reasons that you shouldn't check raise in this spot most of the time. Most of that being that Reynolds has all of the good hands in his range. Yeah. But we definitely, I think we can have the nuts. I, I do. And we block the nuts. Those are good reasons. But Reynolds to do can it. have all the big two pairs and all the big sets and the nuts and the nuts. Yeah, I know it's not great. Uh, and it does suck. Like once in a while, if he has, if somehow Reynolds decides to re-raise us here, and we have to throw away this hand with all this equity. That really sucks. Yep. But you know, you got to take chances somewhere along the way. It's just which chance are you going to take? You know, are we going to e- either we we're rarely going to get blown off the hand because I think he almost never has a raise a three bet here unless he has the nuts. I don't know. Even if it's a set, is he going to is he going to re-raise? Probably not. It was 2011. I'm not as clear, but I would think not. Right. Yeah. It's more of a call call spot with the set. It feels yeah, like you're like you're definitely not folding. Yeah. You hope the board pairs so it's easy and then you call a lot on the river. Yeah. You almost always call unless the board is horrible, like the worst card on the river. Ten of diamonds. Yeah. That's yeah. like about it. Um, that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. So we should be pretty safe to check race here and not get blown off our equity. Instead, Mike calls, but okay. that's not horrible. It's I just 
I can't hate it, especially in the moment, like where you're like, the money's big. You don't want to fuck everything up. I can understand being like, I, it's okay to call. I've got, I've got, a, it can't be that bad to call, right? Yeah. All right. Let's get to all the table talking stuff. Here we stuff. go. It's about to get real. By the way, you were saying that William Reynolds and, and Mike were talking all, along the way. So Mike was always, uh, sorry, William was always saying things like, like the, the king comes on the turn, Mike checks, and William Reynolds with ace eight, as he's betting, says, that's not you, dude. That yeah. can't be you. That, you know, that can't have helped you. It's super weird to yeah. say. Like, I guess he's trying to weaken his range and say, like, I could be betting anything. I'm just betting because that card doesn't help you. I guess you. so. Yeah. Or he just likes to talk. I don't know. Yeah, it's that, too. He definitely is pretty chatty. He found a guy who likes to talk with him, so he's yeah. going to talk to him. Yeah. I think I, I had seen this when this first came out way back in the day, and I still remember him constantly talking to Marchese, and I don't think Marchese really said anything back. Not because he didn't like him, just like he's not chatty in that way. But like he's like, the big cheese! He's got the big cheese, did it again! Yeah, and Marchese just sort of you know, sardonically smiles and folds or whatever. You know, that's all that Yeah, happens. they're a bit of an odd couple, huh? Marchese yeah. and Reynolds. Yeah. They're yeah. both blonde, you know, curly-haired Okay, they look boys. similar. They, do, they have a similar look to them, yeah. but they, uh, their personalities are polar opposites. It sure seems like yeah. it. Uh, anyway, we got the check call. We got Mike with Queen Nine of Diamonds on a board of Ace of Diamonds, Five of Diamonds, Jack of Spades, King of something or other, King of Spades. So there's two spades, two diamonds. Yeah. Um, Reynolds has Ace Eight, and the river is the Three of Diamonds. Okay. So Mike makes the second enough flush. Now something important happens before the river comes out. Right. Mike dark checks. Yes. Let's Why? talk about the dark check. Why? <laughs> Why did we do that? 242K in the pot, yeah. Why would you dark check with a flush draw and a straight draw in this spot? I mean, we're only ever going to put chips in if we improve to a flush or a straight. If we make the straight, it's hard to imagine that dark checking is any better than, like, if we're trying to set a trap, we can still check. Yeah. We'd be like, well, I have the nuts, but I'm afraid if I bet he's going to fold, so I'm going to check and let him bluff. Yeah. Why not? Why, why would you need to dark check to do that? And the same with a flush? Yeah. <laughs> like, if... If we're worried about scaring him, we could not dark check and check once the cards come and let him bluff too, right? I feel like, like this hand demands the option to lead. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I think, I think probably the optimal way to play this is to actually lead the river. Yeah, me too. Like I know that it feels super strong, but like you're just not getting a bet in from a two pair hand when the diamond comes. I mean, if William Reynolds has ace jack, is he really betting? No. I don't think so. Maybe he's betting tiny and not putting any... He's betting so, such a little amount, you'd rather just make the, a chunky bet and let him force him into calling sometimes, right? Philosophically, all of this is true. <laughs> but However... Things are going to get a little different than what you might expect. Th- things are going to get a little inexplicable, perhaps. We'll see. Maybe not. Now, it might all be based on the dark check, right? Because if it weren't for the dark check, which is mentioned later in the table talk, mm-hmm. maybe things don't go down the way they do. And the bodies don't have to, you know, be strewn about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm ready now. I'm okay. ready to talk about this. Okay, good. You need to emotionally prepare yourself. Three of diamonds, okay? Yes. So it's ace, five, jack, king, three with three diamonds. Mike makes the third nuts, right? The third nuts. It was... Uh, no, no second, second, nuts. Nuts. second nuts. Even better. And it's the flopped flush draw, so it's the obvious one. It's not yes. the turned one. It isn't like spades came in, right? Like if the if the eight of spades, I'd be like, oh, that's a tough spot for William Reynolds. He's gonna have to bet, and if he gets if he were to get raised, that's hard. All right, not that hard, but it's so hard. Mike dark checked before he saw the river. Right, Reynolds bets two hundred k. What is happening into into two forty two? Why? Why would he do that? Is there a strategic reason based on the dark check that you can come up with? 
Does the dark check eliminate things from Mike's range? I mean, incorrectly in your mind, if you're William Reynolds. Okay. Clearly, he thinks William Reynolds cannot have a flush. You mean Mike? He, yes, sorry. William Reynolds thinks Mike cannot have a flush. Thank you. Because he bet 200 into 240. He, okay, he must think this guy is a massive freaking calling station. Yeah. An insane fish who has like ace deuce in his calling here. Or right. like uh, king 10 type hand maybe. I mean, why would you think that when the diamond comes in though? And he bets so big. It looks like he's trying to... Okay. I have to go like some, I have to really pretzel myself to, to make this yeah, happen. Yeah, this but bet like, feels just weird and bad. But like, you know, I'm going to bet a polarizing amount. So then he hero calls me with a, with a medium strength hand that I am barely beating. Like, come on. There's no way William, William Reynolds is really thinking all that, right? That's it's gotta crazy. Be, it's got to be the dark check. Something about the dark check makes Reynolds think that there's no way Mike had a draw. Okay. But when we bet 200 and 240, what are we hoping to get called by? I mean, it's got to be a worse ace, right? Yeah, Doesn't it have to. I mean, how can King Ten really call us? It has to be. Draw? It has to be a worse ace. Why would it? Why would a worse ace call us though? Would you, a worse ace actually call us? You wouldn't expect it to. There's like hundreds of thousands of dollars still to be won in this. In this no, this event. guy might be the type of guy who doesn't want to get pushed around by the pro, and that's what's going to call be. with a worse ace. There are know? guys like that. Yeah, there absolutely and are. And this guy has the look. And William Reynolds is really going for massive value here. He's like, I am like going to get as thin as you can get and like play this guy perfectly. Yeah. Okay. There's at least a world where that. Can make sense. It's right. got, everything's got to line up perfectly, but at least it's possible. Like, I've been not exactly here, but close to here where I'm like, okay, if I, if I flop top pair against this dude, I'm triple barreling for value, and I'm going to bet big on every street, and he's going to call me on every street, and I've had those things happen. Usually not with a hand as bad as Ace-8, admittedly. Yeah. But, you know, still, like, like, there are guys like that you can do it to. Usually those are almost rank amateurs, though. But okay, whatever. If William Reynolds thinks that's possible... I'm willing to cede that to him. Like, maybe you're right. We, don't, we haven't been watching. You've been playing with this guy. Maybe you know something. Right. At this point in the hand, I'm still willing to cede that. That may not continue to be true. We'll yeah, we'll see. see what happens. I said yeah. the bodies were going to be strewn about. Yeah, they're about to get strewn. Okay. So Reynolds has an ace. He doesn't even have a diamond blocker, by the I way. Mean, Wouldn't it be nice to have a diamond blocker if we're going to make this bet? No, but it's better. It's nice, sir. If we're yeah. going to do it, yes, it's nice, of course. But like that should, that, that should not. We have such an easy check back on this card. And insanely, how about just like, how do I get value against worse aces when the diamond comes in and I've triple barreled anyway? Like, how do I get value? Forget about, like, boy, do I need to know this guy's going to call. But right. anyway. Now it's time for instruction hour. What Jonathan yes. referenced earlier is like, if you struggle to figure out what these people who talk a lot at the poker table, like how to interpret that, we're going to help you out a little bit here. Yeah. Because there's some pretty obvious stuff that goes on. So after Reynolds bets, Mike says... There's no way you've got it, dude. There's no way. Keep in mind, he has the second nuts. Um, okay. So there's some very clear and obvious strength tells here. One is that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Right. Like, that's a big one. Why would there be no way that Reynolds has that? It makes like, zero sense. Reynolds absolutely could have the nuts here. Right. And obviously the second thing is he's justifying what he's about to do. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. He's, he's trying to give a reason other than I have a very strong hand for raising. Yeah, and, and to be clear, the, the third thing, and it sort of all fits into the second thing, but is he's weakening his range by doing it. Right? Yes. He's saying like, well, not only am I justifying it, but I'm saying like, I would, since I don't think you have it, I could 
then make a raise with a lot of hands, not just a really strong hand, which also doesn't actually make sense. But I believe that's part of what's going on. Right. And But here's the other problem on top of it. Yeah. That if, if you have this thought process as Mike and you're saying there's no way, dude, there's no way you have it, even if you thought that, that means you got to the river with a hand that wasn't a draw but was good enough to get to the river, right? Because if you had a draw that got there, you wouldn't be having to say something like this because you'd be strong, right? right? So you have a hand that can just call against a range that is, there's no way, there's right. no way you have it. Right. So there's no reason that you would ever raise with the hand that you're saying you have. Exactly. Like, yeah. you would only raise with flushes. Yeah. For sure. And probably good flushes. Like, if you've got a terrible flush, would you actually raise? I don't think I would. I mean... You have like the four... No, I don't think the, so. The, the very low, whatever, the seven, six of diamonds. No. And Seidel's sitting there with 35 blinds. Why, why like... I assume I'm getting a lot of insta-folds or insta-calls, right? Right. And so, like, what's the point of raising with a hand that is maybe, like, folding out every worse hand almost? All right. So that's an extreme strength tell because it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, when somebody says something that makes no sense and then tries to justify an aggressive action, that's an automatic strength tell, right? Unless they're double reversing you in some really elite way. Absolutely. Honestly, like, if you're ever at the table and someone starts saying, there's no way you have it, and they're not, like fully aware of all this verbal tells and thinks you are too. And you weren't already all in and they're th- tracking like... Right, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Where, where there's still action to be to come potentially. Right. For, and you're going to have a decision to make still. Um, it's kind of a guarantee that they've got a monster. Usually, right. Usually the nuts. If they take an aggressive action after that. Of you, course. They, they could just be contemplating a call on the river and then call. And, yes. Yeah, and then, then they were being genuine, right? But. Right, like, yeah, like actually up until the point when, obviously Mike's going to raise, yeah. right? Um, with the second nuts. But up until the point he raises, it's possible William Runs is like, oh, baby, this is exactly what I was looking for. The yeah. guy who thinks there's no way I have it, he's going to call me with some terrible hand. This yeah. is, I'm, a, I'm a golden god. You right. know? And instead, like, that's not what he gets. He gets, obviously, Mike goes all in. It's just so ridiculous for Mike to say this because, like, the, the number one thing that is so ridiculous about it is that, of course, there's a way. <laughs> like, of yeah. course, Reynolds could have all of the good hands. Yes. Anyway, he says it, and then he moves in for 547K. Yeah. Okay. Snap fold. Goodbye. I mean, like we should never have bet the river. We did. Time to leave. Yeah. I mean, so many times. Uh, so I started playing live poker again the last month or so. And so many times, like I'll bet the river, and the person will make all these like consternation faces. And I'm like, as long as they just call, this is great. But boy, if they raise, I have to fold right away because yeah. they always have it. Then you yeah. know, and it's like so obvious. And uh, so this should be like for for William Reynolds. Beyond straightforward, right? You would think, even without any speech, yes, you bet two hundred k with a hand that should not be betting at all into two forty two and got raised. Yeah, like this is easy, easy fold, just easy, technical easy fold. Yeah. Anyway, the table talk continues after the move in. Reynolds says this would be a ridiculous bluff. Obviously, that's true. He's right. Yeah. Mike Mike says can't call, bro. Just fold it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Go for it. So what's happening here? So when William Reynolds says this would be a ridiculous bluff, what does that mean? It means he's claiming to be, at least, leaning towards folding. Right. right? He's, he's saying you must have value. Right. So what is Mike doing? Mike sees this and is like, oh, no, I have to do something to change this behavior. So that's why he speaks here. Right. right. Now, obviously, I don't really know what's in his head, but this is how this goes. And based on what he says, it sure makes sense. Right. Yeah. What does he say? Everyone knows you're bluffing? Well, that's later. Oh, uh, what does he say here? Can't call, bro. Just fold it. Can't call, bro. Just fold it. Like saying, like, it's not like I'm strong. It's just too much for you. Yeah. You can't call. Like, you can't call? What does that mean? That doesn't really make any sense no. either, right? No. Yeah. Uh, then Reynolds says, it would be a big call if I made it. Well, that's also true. Yeah, that's true. Then Mike says, we all know you're bluffing. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what the hell does that mean? Um. It's, again, him weakening his own range. But right? here's the thing. Mike is the one who just raised. 
<laughs> All in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's saying the bet that you made was a bluff, right? But if the bet that he made was a bluff and you didn't make a flush, why, why would, would you, you ever that? raise yeah. instead of just calling? Because if you didn't make a flush and you have a hand that can contemplate beating a bluff, you would call with your pair. Let's go further than that. Yeah. We all know he isn't bluffing because he didn't snap fold. He's now talking about potentially calling. Obviously, he's not bluffing. Yeah. It's counter to all the information in the world that he would be bluffing when you say that at this time. You could say, I thought you were bluffing. I guess you weren't because now you're thinking about it. But to say, we all know you're bluffing when he's now contemplating an all-in call on the river after you check raise, clearly he wasn't bluffing. Right. And so that, so that just, it just makes no sense once again. And clearly, once again, this is Mike trying to weaken his range. Saying, like, the only reason I raised is because you were bluffing. I could have anything here. Yeah. Because it's so obvious you were bluffing, so you should call me with whatever. It's so obvious you were bluffing when you triple-barreled on an ace-high board in a runout where you could absolutely have the nut diamonds. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So uh, all of this thing stuff is so nonsensical. It all screams strength. Yeah. Right? Reynolds should be good enough to pick up on this, obviously. It is shocking to me that Reynolds hasn't thrown his cards in the muck multiple times. Like, literally thrown them in, retrieved them, and thrown them in again. Like... It's shocking to me well, that he continues to not fold his hand right away. Now we get to the dark check and the fact that maybe that is what messed Reynolds yeah. up in this hand because he's, Reynolds says, who dark checks with a flush draw? Does Mike do it? You know, right. third-personing Mike, whatever. Um, but so clearly this is some, there's some, something genuine behind what, what Reynolds is saying here, right? He's, yeah. he's like, why would you ever have a draw and dark check, not give yourself the chance to bet with a with draw that might come in? Right? right. Which is an interesting question. Right. And then, so if you, if you remove, so to Reynolds credit, now this is making a big leap and assuming that for sure the guy's never dark checking a flush draw. Yeah. Well, if you remove flushes from the guy's range, there's only really bluffs or unless he extremely overvalues hands. Here's the problem. Yes. But here's the problem. What bluffs? Explain to me the bluffs that he check calls, flop, check calls, turn with. Spades, queen, nine of spades. No. Nope. Queen, he, 10 of spades? Nope. That's, nope. A, that's a straight. King, 10 of spades? No, king is a spades on the board. Um, yeah, that's really hard to come up can't with actually, anything. You can't actually he, come he up with He has to have that. like air that he floated twice with and then dark checked. Didn't even give him... Like, we could have just checked it back if he's got air. Why would he char- dark check? I got it. Have, oh, you got something? Good. Five X of spades. Flop to five, turn to flush draw. Realizes it's not good enough. Mm. Man, how many people in the world were doing that in 2011? How many people in the world are doing that now? That is the second yeah. question, yes. Like, a few. Right. Like, in 2011, essentially no one was doing that, right? Essentially. Yeah, that's the only bluff I can think of. Five X of spades. Okay, cool. Like, wow. Are we missing some? I don't think so. Let's look at the board. I don't think so either. Okay, so the board came out. Ace, five, jack with two diamonds. Yeah. I don't think he ever has, like, three, four without... Three, four of spades that he calls once with or something like that? Sure, maybe three, four of, or, or deuce three of spades. But why does he... Oh, he turns another spade. Yeah. So now he feels like he has to call again. Fair enough. And then he check raises all in, though? Against an uncapped range. It's but just, then you add all of the verbal stuff, yes. which is clearly strength. It seems like it. I mean, I would never think it wasn't strength unless I knew the guy knew what he was doing. And even right. then I would wonder if... I would still wonder, but I would at least be like, it doesn't have to be strength. Yeah. Right? Like, Phil, if Phil Locke is saying this stuff, I'd, it could mean anything. Right. But when Mike Scarborough says it, no offense to Mike, but, like, in 2011, Mike Scarborough saying this, guess what? Mike has it. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's got it, guys. <laughs> so after Reynolds says, who, who dark checks with a flush draw, does Mike do it? Mike says, Mike does it, man. I'd fold if I was you. Okay. This is the first good thing Mike's done. Yeah. Now, he probably shouldn't be talking at all, clearly. Right. But at least now Mike finally 
realizes that he can't just say this thing from one... He's been on one side of the pendulum the whole time. Right, he's saying, he's saying Reynolds is bluffing, and that's the only reason he raced. Right, and I don't, I don't really have anything. Yeah. So finally he's like, boy, this is too obvious. I can't sell this too hard. Why would I sell it too hard? So now he tries to sell the other thing, which yeah. I have it. Yeah. That's better, at least. So now he's strengthening his range. And that, that I can see throwing William Reynolds off a little bit now, especially when you have this combination of both these two things happening. That's confusing. I don't know why it got to this point. But now that we're here, that's at least confusing. That's, so good job, Mike, to say that at least. Yep. And after that, Reynolds calls. I mean... Somehow he calls. Well, wait. Mike actually... Um, Michael also says, uh, don't call, bro. Just fold it. Oh, we already have that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. We've, yeah. we've gone through all the things. Okay, says. okay. Mike does it, man. I'd fold if I were you. That's pretty... And that's when he calls. So yeah. I think he was waiting to hear that, those magic words and then immediately called. Yeah. So I, here's my guess as to what happened, really. William Reynolds had an incomplete understanding of verbal tells back then. He yeah. had some small understanding. And he knows if someone says you should fold, you should probably call. Yeah. So he's been like talking and talking and talking and talking, ignoring all the huge mission accomplished size signs yeah. everywhere yeah. that like this guy's got it till he finally heard what he was looking for, ignored all the other evidence. You know, it's like, I found one drop of blood over here. Okay, yes, there are 12 murdered bodies yeah. in the other room, but that isn't relevant. What's relevant is this drop of blood. I want to investigate that. And, that, and so then he calls because it's like a click were response with yeah. him. That's all I got. Now, I mean, how we even got here is crazy. Fine, but like we, we, could re, we, we dove deep into this verbal tell stuff, but we could remove all of that. Yes. And neither of the actions that Reynolds took on the river make any sense. There could have been not a single word said for the entire hand. Even with the dark check, Reynolds could just check back the river. That's clearly the best play. Yeah. Once he bets, clearly you have to fold. Like, there's a, I think it's possible that William Reynolds could sit here with us and say, here's why I bet the river, and give us, like, a history of playing with, with Mike yeah. from that thing. And we'd be like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thin, but, you know, fair enough. You're like the pro. You're going for it. You're the chipper. You can afford to. Fair enough. Like, good for you. That's, that's really close, but okay. Like, you're going for the, this hero call from a worse ace, and you know this is the guy to do it against. Right. Great. But there's no justifying the call no. of the check raise, no matter what. There's no way to do it. Not, it's impossible. Even if you remove the verbal stuff, you can't. Right. There's no... The only obvious bluffs we could come up with are very unlikely... By the way, we said like 4-3 of spades. Does that even call the flop? I don't know that it yeah. does. Maybe. Like the, we said queen 10 does, so maybe. But 5x of spades makes more sense. Yes. But then he has to have the, the chops to make that play. Why right. do you think Mike... Mike from, where are we, Lawrenceville or whatever? Lawrenceburg is going to have that play in him. There's no reason to believe that. I don't know. Some people sh- surprise you sometimes, but it doesn't matter because it's not enough combos anyway. Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. Like, come on, man. Also, like, sometimes you, like, if you thought, it's just so weird because you're like, who dark checks the flush draw? But then the only hands that are bluffs are flush draws that dark checked anyway. So even that doesn't, like, none of it really makes sense. It's so weird. It, it, is a strange play by William Reynolds to call. I mean, honestly, Mike did everything he could to fuck this up. Like, Ugh. he did everything that should have let William Reynolds get away from this hand. Like, William Reynolds makes a 200K mistake on the river, and that should have been the end of it. Yeah. Because Mike, I mean, honestly, like you said, Mike doesn't have to do anything more than just raise. Yeah. But he makes sure to get William Reynolds to fold, basically. <laughs> yeah. But somehow Reynolds calls anyway. Like, he basically turns his hand over. Yeah. And William Reynolds calls anyway. Yeah. I don't understand how that's possible. When we watched this, this hand, you, you said, this would, this would haunt me if I were William Reynolds. Yes. This, this hand would haunt me because he ended up going out third despite his massive chip lead right. uh, before this hand began. Scarborough takes over the chip lead and then ultimately wins the tournament. 
Yeah, they, they had locked up $111,000. First place was $274,000. I'm going to guess that $164,000 or so have a lot of meaning to uh, William Reynolds yeah. right now. Like, he really wishes he had that money. And, of course, the title. And maybe other things that would have come with it because he was the EPT commentator. Yeah. Winning this might have really put him in another um, re- reputational stratosphere, which gave him more opportunities right. to do commentary jobs. And others, people might... Because, like, remember, he got replaced not long after this. Right. By uh, Joe, Joe Stapleton. Stapleton. Correctly, yeah. I, I would say. This, that isn't even really a shot at William Reynolds as much as it's, you know... Stapleton's uh, good. Stapleton's great at yeah. his job and has done the job ever since. And him and Hardigan are, are wonderful at that, yeah. right? Okay, Stapleton doesn't really understand poker, but who cares? Yeah. Um, he's funny, he's entertaining, it's better. Uh, but, like, had he won this, maybe it goes different for him. Maybe he gets shots on the WPT to do commentary. Maybe they who, at least the let knows? him commentate on the high rollers or something. Yeah, like, whatever it is. Like, I just got to believe he would have had more shots. Yeah. Plus the money, plus the title, plus just forgetting about all that. You just don't lay there in bed for the next two nights thinking, like, what the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, Which is I, like, I, what I, I, I've done that, you know? Yeah, like, William Reynolds was, was good at the time. Like, he had had a lot of success. Yes. He was playing 100K cash games. He was playing the big game. Like, this mu- he must know how bad this was, and it must have hurt him. I mean, right? okay, maybe there was some physical thing he got to, but since he called so quickly after, after Mike says that, it yeah. feels like it's just a click where, oh, he said, you should fold. Yeah. Ha, got him. You know, and so, like, he also was saying you should call, dude. That's yeah. what he said like 10 times before he said this once the other way. What an odd hand. So strange. Pretty fun, though. Yeah. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home. And you-